Hello everyone, I'm Shobita and welcome to the first episode of the BAC Law Society's exclusive podcast series, Swarekita. This is in conjunction with our flagship month, The Raw of Our Generasi. Today's episode is same, same but different and we are extremely excited to have Kim, the founder of Coco Dry here with us today. Hi Kim, thank you so much for taking your time to be with us here. We are extremely honoured to have you on board BAC Law Society's very first episode of the podcast series. Before we begin, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. Hi, Shabita. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Kim and I'm the founder of Coco Dry, as well as the founding member of Community Goo. So we at Community Goo are a group of companies that have banded together to provide care for those in dire needs in conjunction of the White Flag campaign. Thank you so much for that introduction. Truly amazing work being done by yourself and your other founding members with Community Coop. Before we get into um, further questions, my first question to you is, what does same, same, but different mean to you? For me, same, same, but different is something that really reflects the Malaysian, um, Malaysian society in the sense that we are all different from different backgrounds, different races, different understandings. But we are still same in a way because we are all Malaysians and we all come together in times of difficulties. And the pandemic has been one such um, instance which has really showed us that no matter what and no matter uh, where we all hail from, we all are always there for each other. So what is your take on same, same but different? I think when you mention same, same but different actually reminds me of um, the concept of One Malaysia. Um, to me, it is not just about, you know, like we stand, we think and act like Malaysians beyond the boundaries of ethnicity and race. To me, it means unity. It means that we are one. And it means that we're here from one another through it all. And no matter what, we're not alone. And like, we can get through anything together. Wow, that was really beautifully said. And I think that gives a perfect descrip- uh, description of what uh, One Malaysia means to you. And I totally agree with what you say. And do you think, um, considering the pandemic and the situation that we are in, following your initiative with the community crew organization, has the Malaysian community's unity become stronger than it has ever been before due to the pandemic? Yes, definitely. Especially with the White Flag campaign, you know, other than looking at it as a sign of struggle. But I believe that Malaysia's White Flag campaign is a symbol of unity, hope, especially when many people, businesses are actually going the extra miles to help each other out, even though, you know, everyone is fighting our own struggles. Truly, I totally agree with you. When I first heard about the White Flag campaign as well, I was really in awe for all those who have decided to come and begin start this initiative and to see that it's really taken off on a huge scale and everyone is helping out each other is totally inspiring. And I think as the youth, we are all definitely um, looking forward to being a part of this um, movement and giving our help wherever we can. So I understand that you are part of the Community Co Initiative, as you mentioned with fellow small business owners in support of the campaign Venera Putih. How did all of you think to come about um, the community coup organization? Was it a collective, uh, let's start this campaign so we can support the Venera Putih movement? Or was it something that you thought of? What was the inspirational factor? The inspirational factor, um, it actually all started with a posting by Kokudrai 
to offer help to our community. And the reach was actually far more than I've expected. We have helped about 60 families now, but you know, having to help as many people as possible effectively requires a system in place. Like for instance, logistics, coordination and accountability. And at the same time, we are also still running Google Drive full-time. So when one of our partners, Babel, offered us to collaborate together and start Community Google, it just made complete sense. And I believe that pulling our resources with another businesses will allow us to help even more people. I think it's amazing that um, there have been other businesses that have come out and decided to band with you to um, make the Community Google initiatives a success. As we have seen, um, the Community Google initiative has been having a fundraiser and you have reached over 20,000 ringgit in your 50,000 ringgit target. So all those listening in, don't forget to check out Comedy Crew's Instagram page and donate if you can so that we can do our small part in helping the society because like Neil Armstrong says, one small step of man is a giant leap for mankind. <laughs> yes, I totally agree. Like every little helps counts or like Malaysian, you know, saying sikit sikit jadi bukit. Yes, exactly. Definitely reminds me of all those um, karangan <laughs> filled with peribahasas back in school. Thank you for bringing that up, Kim. Um, so our next question uh, for you is in regards to, do you think that we have to stick together more now than ever, considering the situation is something that none of us have experienced before and everyone is going through it in a very different yet same way. So again, same, same, but different. Everyone is struggling in different um, aspects, financially, mentally, health-wise. So what is your take on that? Can't stick together. We got to practice social distancing. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Yes, I think the pandemic has definitely brought us closer together in a certain manner. Um, for, For instance, as of this time, we are fighting a new enemy and we are relying a lot on each other to get through difficult times. And... You know, when we look at this current situation, people are also investing their time, energy in the community. And in these uncertain times, what is certain that is that, you know, we have each other. And, you know, isolation or even quarantine may keep us apart, but they're actually bringing all of us closer together. Totally agree. I think I have not seen, um, I went through an entire university year without seeing anyone. It was completely online. But to a certain extent, I've recently been checking up to make sure everyone is okay. So those who are listening, don't forget to check up on your friends. You never know what help they might need. Sometimes they just need uh, a year to listen to their problems, and that could be more than enough. And if you can do more than that and you are able to help, don't forget to do that too. Because in the end of the day, we are all Malaysians and we have to help each other no matter what. No, I totally agree with you. And I think that a lot of people are also fighting this battle silently. And, you know, to see the suicidal rate, you know, like goes up, it actually saddens me. So this is the time that we have to reach out, you know, to people even more, especially when they may seem completely fine on the outside. Absolutely agree with you. Taking that into account, is there anything you would like to share regarding um, mental health tips? Like how have you been keeping your mental health in check and any tips to the listeners, perhaps something that they would have never tried before? In terms of um, ways to keep my mental health in check, I practice gratitude a lot and I count little blessings and little wins and that has kept me going throughout 
this pandemic. So for example, um, I recently bought this journal. It's called a five-minute journal. And every morning when I wake up, the first thing I do is write down the three things that I'm grateful for. So it actually encourages me to just, you know, be appreciative, you know, like towards the smallest things in life. For example, the sunrise that you wake up to, you know, a healthy body, healthy mind, or even, you know, the friends that you still have that are checking on you in your life. So this will actually give you a more positive note to getting on every single day, especially, you know, it may seem very repetitive right now because, you know, we have to stay home. We have to maintain a distance with our close ones as well. So it's very important for us to count our blessings. That was really beautifully said. And um, I've definitely heard about the about journaling being really good for your mental health. So for those of you who would like to give it a shot, don't forget to try it out. <laughs> In lieu of Medeka month, maybe another suggestion from me, maybe take a walk down memory lane to back to schooling days where we used to just <laughs> blast uh, Medeka songs and wave the flag vigorously. You could have a mini karaoke sessions with your friends and, you know, just jam out to all these songs that we've, I think I've not heard, I mean, I've not played one and listened to it like since um, I finished high school. So if you feel like doing that, don't forget to try that out too. Um, That's a nice idea though. Like the moment you say, I get, you know, like, wow, you know, it really makes me miss the old times and how long it has been since we actually, you know, sang that sound, uh, the song proudly during our high school days and waving the flags proudly, being out and just honking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really miss it too. <laughs> I've not had that experience since I finished high school. And then I think it's going to be a pretty quiet Medeka this year as well. We won't have the usual um, celebrations in Dakaran Medeka considering the pandemic. So let's all just wave our flags at home and yeah. just jam out. We'll be loud from home. Yes, truly. So taking into account yesterday's win at the Olympics, Malaysia has just bagged their first medal of bronze for the men's doubles in badminton. What do you think? Um, I think everyone was cheering. Everyone was so happy. If the pandemic wasn't here, I think everyone would have been out in the mama and watching the match on the big screens. But we couldn't do that. So um, taking that into account, what do you think is the beauty of Malaysia that we can all relate to as Malaysians, despite our different backgrounds? Is it our food? Is it our sports? Um, what is it for you? Um, to be honest, I think it is really everything. I think our differences are that one thing that makes us Malaysia. It makes us unique. For example, when it comes to the food, we have, you know, like Malay food, Chinese food, Indian food, and where else can you get authentic food, you know, in other parts of the world and in terms of our culture, the celebrations, you know, like our Bahasa Roja, our language. You know, even whenever I'm, you know, I was studying abroad and you can hear a Malaysian from far and you just be like, oh my God, surely 100% Malaysian. And that makes us so unique. And that is something that I have always been um, very proud of. Oh my God. Um, just to add on to what you said, when you <laughs> yeah. talked about uh, speaking abroad, um, yeah. this is an experience I had when I was, I went for a holiday in Cambodia and mm -hmm. there was a family and they started talking in Bahasa. And mm -hmm. I just immediately switched to Bahasa because I was like, oh my God, there's Malaysians here. <laughs> you know, just that excitement that there's someone of your kind. And I do that, uh, I think it's something I've done a lot, um, especially, mm -hmm. you know, when when we were there. Every time we had Malaysians nearby, I just used to get so excited because, you know, it's a, you have a part of home with you mm -hmm. abroad. Although it was a short stay, 
I think the part on um, language and um, bahasa roja, our food, and considering that you studied abroad, I'm sure you would have really missed um, our food here and our bahasa roja. So definitely seeing a Malaysian there would have been uh, totally exciting, right? Yeah, exactly. I think it's the warmth and you know, sense of familiarity when we meet another Malaysians. And you know, like, even when I was in UK, there was such thing called the Malaysian club. And then we even get together, you know, with other Malaysians to cook Malaysian food because everyone was just so homesick. And food is that one thing that actually feels not just our hunger, but also like, you know, the feeling of missing home and being closer to home. The sense of familiarity is there. Yes, that's very true. Nothing binds us together more than <laughs> our amazing food. Exactly. <laughs> I think uh, Malaysians absolutely the biggest food lovers. And if there was the Olympics for that, we would definitely back the goal. For sure. <laughs> so following on from that, what do you think Merdeka means to you? What does Merdeka mean to me? You know, when I was a young girl, um, you know, when my great-grandmother was alive, I used to listen to her first-hand stories during the Second World War. You know, when, you know, all she can eat is just potatoes and also, you know, having to hide under the drain just to stay alive. And I just cannot imagine the pain and the struggle that, you know, they went through to fight for the freedom that we have today. So I think, you know, when it comes to Merdeka, we just need to be very thankful to all that have worked so hard previously to achieve unity, freedom for the nation today, for the Malaysia that we are living today. Thank you so much, Kim. That was um, extremely beautiful and extremely empowering. I think you must have felt extremely blessed and lucky to have heard um, firsthand from a survivor who has walked this through two different times, a time before freedom and a time after freedom. I, For me, um, Merdeka has always been, I've always just watched the clipping of Tunku Abdul Rahman saying, Merdeka at Stadium Merdeka, every year they used to play it in our school. And a day before Merdeka, um, going back to when you mentioned about your great-grandmother, we used to have um, darurat food in school. So mm-hmm. we would just have like potatoes and um, steamed little uh, pisang and those kind of things. And our teachers would always be like, you see, this is what they ate before oh, Merdeka. Well, it makes us appreciate what we have even more. Yeah. And I have to say, I started to get a liking for it. Like so every year, I'm like, okay, when, did, when are we getting the darurat food? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like a day before and then the next day. So yes, I also agree with you that Merdeka for us is gratitude and um, so much respect and... Uh, graciousness to our ancestors and all our mighty Palawan who have helped us and walked us through to becoming a free nation. Exactly. Before, before we end, is there anything you would like to share? Nope, that's all for now. Do you have any other questions for me? <laughs> well, I think you've pretty much covered based on what um, both of us daily like about Malaysia and Merdeka. And just to reiterate once again, Amazing work by yourself and your team, uh, Community Co, in regards to the movement. And we hope that all the listeners listening to this um, out there today will also get a spark to help and um, be, don't forget to lend a helping hand to all your friends and family during these trying times. And with that, thank you so much, Kim, for being here with us today. And it's been such an inspiring session and so much fun speaking with you. It really walked me down memory lane. 
when it came to certain things about Merdeka and I hope you feel the same way too. Thank you so much for having me on your first episode. I feel very honoured and I love all the ideas that you have, you know, like brought out, for example, you know, revisiting our high school time, singing, um, you know, like Merdeka song out loud. I love all of that. Thank you so much for even having this podcast. Thank you so much, Kim. And with that, that's a wrap for our first episode, everyone. Same, same, but different. Once again, thank you, Kim, for sparing us your time. And thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in. Don't forget to share the podcast with your friends and family. And let's get the patriotism in the air this Merdeka month. So wave those flags and sing those songs and hang tight for our next episode. Until then, stay home, take care and stay safe.